Merry Christmas. Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. Saint Nicholas was an early Christian bishop of Greek descent from the maritime city of Myra in modern-day Turkey during the time of the Roman Empire. His legendary habit of secret gift-giving gave rise to the traditional model of Saint Nick, better known as Santa Claus. Little is known about the historical Saint Nicholas. The earliest accounts of his life were written centuries after his death and probably contain legendary elaborations. Let's find out more from the guys at the Catholic Talk Show. You guys celebrated the feast yeah. of Saint Nicholas growing up, right? And you put your shoes out in the hall. Like I went to Catholic school, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's Saint Nicholas Day." Mm-hmm. Everyone got to put your shoes out in the hall, and then someone would go and put a little piece of candy mm-hmm. in there. It's a great tradition of hanging stockings on the mantle and getting little toys in them. Mm-hmm. You guys do that when you're kids. In Saint Nicholas's life, he was very devoted to helping children out. He was a Catholic bishop who was devoted to helping out his community, especially young people. And there was. A young family, the mother had died, and this father had three daughters, and he was poor. So St. Nick, there was a man, he had three daughters, he was very poor. You had to have a dowry to marry a daughter mm-hmm. off, because that was the tradition, and you couldn't marry him off unless you had a dowry, but this father couldn't afford it. So his three daughters were going to have to be turned over to a life of ill repute and prostitution. St. Nicholas heard about this and felt bad about it. So there's two traditions. And one is that he climbed up under their roof because he didn't want to be known. He didn't want the family to feel shame. So he took a bag of coins and dropped it down their chimney. That's where we get the tradition of Santa coming down the chimney. The other one is that they had their laundry out and hanging out the windows. And he came by and put coins inside the stockings, hanging out the window and drying. So that's where those traditions come from. So we're talking about the real St. Nicholas. Yeah, real right. St. Nicholas. I, he was a bishop uh, in Asia Minor, was today is Turkey. He was actually very thin. With a sleigh. And apparently had big eyes and a big head. And a yeah, broken nose. A and a broken nose. A broken nose. We're going to talk about Santa Claus's skull and where <laughs> Santa's skull is. Jolly old St. Nicholas had an oversized head. And his head is in a church. Yeah, where is that That's skull? Awesome. So it's in Italy. It's in Bari. And scientists, we've had his relics. There's a long story of his relics. First, they were in Asia Minor. Then Italian traders and seafarers stole them. And the Crusades. Yeah, it wasn't the Crusades. It was just merchants. And they knew that it was a very powerful relic. And they stole it and took it to Italy. His skull is still there. And scientists examined the actual skull of Santa Claus and did a forensic recreation of what he looked like. And he does not look like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus at all. There's no. a website that actually gives that rendition of his face. Yeah, you can actually really? go to youcatholic.com. It's on there. If you go to youcatholic and search for the real face of Santa Claus, you can see that that's what he looks like. Yeah. I've actually visited that church in Bari. St. Nicholas of Bari, that's actually where on my mother's side, the Italian side, my grandfather, they come from Grun, which is very close to Bari. There's a beautiful city there too, Abadabella, which is really a cool place. If you're ever there, you definitely want to check out that little town because it's like little hobbit homes. But going to the church of St. Nicholas, 
It's a bi-ritual church. So there's a Latin rite that's celebrated there. There's an Eastern rite that's celebrated there. And he is one of the patrons of petitioning for the unification of Christians East and West. And so many of the gifts that have been given to the Latin rite by the East have been icons or different artworks that depict St. Nicholas that are on display in the museums in the Vatican. While I was there, I spent time before these icons of St. Nicholas and certainly before his relics and his remains. And I had such a powerful experience of praying there. And at the same time, a wedding was going on upstairs and the bells started ringing and these people started vespers and chanting vespers. It was one of the most mystical experiences of my life as I was there and the smell of incense was there. It was awesome, man. Yeah, the East does St. Nicholas so much better. In the West, he's remembered as Santa Claus, but in the East, he's remembered as a lion of orthodoxy who did amazing works of charity, who was at the Council of Nicaea, who had his nose and jaw broken when he was in prison under the persecution of Diocletian. This was an amazing man, and he's been turned into... The guy who punched Arius in the face. I mean, but but he felt bad about that. I'm kind of glad that he did. Well, he wasn't. He would have been my homeboy, man. St. Nicholas felt incredible remorse that he allowed himself to get that angry that he would strike another person. And he actually did fasting and repentance for it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I would have done the same, I'm sure. So Santa Claus, not really as cuddly and however (laughs) culture portrays him. In fact, there's a really, really kind of obscure and kind of crazy story where the time where Santa Claus discovered a serial killer and confronted him. How did he catch him? One of the reasons that St. Nicholas is the patron of children is the tradition that three children, they were out working in the fields and they got lost in their way home during a storm. It was getting dark and they went to a house and it was a butcher shop and they asked if they can come in and the butcher said, sure, come on in. And he murdered them. He murdered the children and he hid them in his butchery in salt tubs. Back then there was no refrigeration. So the way to preserve meats, and I guess in this case bodies, was salting them. You'd dip them in, you'd cover them in salt. You got to imagine that people don't just chop people up and put them in salt once. They do this often, right? That's kind of a thing. So I can only assume, it's not confirmed, but I can only assume that he was a serial killer and his MO was chopping people up and putting them Mm. in salt. Well, anyway, seven years passes and St. Nicholas was going down the same road and he knocked on the door and the, the butcher's like, come on in. And he's like, are you coming here as a customer? Do you want some food or this or that? He's like, no, I want what's in the tub over there. And immediately the butcher runs out the door because he knew he was discovered. And St. Nicholas went over and raised the children back to life. And they said, I've been sleeping. I've been dreaming. And once they were in paradise and they went back to their families and everyone was happy. Mm. And St. Nicholas busted up a serial killer. Wow. I love it. That's a wild story. Yeah, it's pretty legends. I love the legends of old of these saints. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. 
Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Christmas trees. It's Germanic, isn't it? Kind of, yes, it is. But people say, well, Christmas trees, that's a pagan symbol. Not really. The Christmas tree goes back to two things. There's two competing theories. One is that it goes back to the Jesse tree. Do you know what the Jesse tree is? So a Jesse tree is that in Isaiah 11, it's written that there shall come forth a rod out of the root of Jesse, a flower shall rise up from the root. So that out of the stump, a new lineage of kings would lead to the Messiah. And a Jesse tree would be a sprig that they would put in the house and decorate it with the ancestors of Jesus. And on the top of the star is Jesus. So it was really a genealogy of salvation. The other goes back to St. Boniface. Now, St. Boniface is the apostle of Germany. He is the one who was primarily responsible for converting what was Germany. So the famous story about him is that there was a tree that the pagan tribes would sacrifice children to, to their pagan god. So what did St. Boniface do? Chop the tree down. Chop that thing right down. Mm, He's like, that's what I would have done. They're like, this is your God. He takes an ax. He's like, where's your God now, fool? So he did two things. So he chopped down the tree and used the wood to make a church. But when he chopped down the tree, it split open and underneath it, rising from the ground, was a fresh new fir tree. And this was an old gnarly tree, all gross. And he chopped it down and there was a fresh one. And they took it as a symbol of rebirth and as a symbol of Christ conquering the old pagan religions. And they took that tree and put it in the church. And the tree cutting down happened the night before Christmas. That's amazing. That really is. Yeah. Now, there's one more theory where Christmas trees come from. So during Advent, in the late Middle Ages, there was passion plays and there was creation plays. So during the time, it was really popular to do a creation play where it showed Adam and Eve because it was showing the genealogy and the birth of Christ and the history of humankind. So they had to do a tree, the tree of knowledge in the center of the garden. But this was during winter, so there was no leaves on any trees. So they would take a pine tree, cut it down, and they'd put fruit on it to look like the apples. So they would decorate a pine tree for the play during Advent. It was called a creation tree. With ornaments on it. ornaments, yeah. Those are the other theories. Oh, that's excellent. A paradise tree hung with fruit because there's no other trees, and they put decorations on it, and it happened during Christmas, and then... I think I would prefer the fruit to... How do you feel about candy canes? I know candy canes also have their symbology and what they represent. Well, it's because St. Nicholas was a bishop, and it's his crozier. There's a number of other different significant realities to the candy cane. With these passion trees, those passion plays and those creation plays started to become outlawed after the Protestant Reformation, and it was too Catholic-y. So people started taking these trees in their house and setting up their own trees, their own creation trees in the house. Here's a fir tree, and let's put apples on it, and that kind of evolved into the Christmas tree. So that's another one of the theories. And probably what's true is that all of these things together put together the tradition of the Christmas tree. Silent Night. Yeah. Oh. Let's talk about that song. Everyone loves the song Silent Night, right? Silent night, holy night. I think it's one of the most calm. famous Christmas carols, right? All is bright. Mm. Oh, I love it. Are you going loungy with that? Sure. Round your virgin. <laughs> Round your virgin. Mother and So child. that was written by a Catholic priest in 1818. There's a couple apocryphal stories, and no one's quite sure, but it was a young priest in Austria. His name was Father Joseph Moore, and he had been a priest somewhere else, and they had relocated him to a small parish because his grandfather lived in the area, so he can kind of check on him. But he had to walk a long way to get to his parish, and a lot of times he's walking at night, so it was silent and quiet, and they conjecture that he wrote this song on the long walk back and forth to his parish to check on his grandfather. 
But on Christmas Eve in 1818, they were getting ready for Christmas Eve vigil mass, and they had found that mice had eaten through the wiring for the organ, and the organ wouldn't work. So they were like, well, we can't have Christmas mass without music. So on the spot, the music director, Franz Xavier Gruber, and this priest, the priest took out his guitar and the lyrics, and on the spot, they wrote that song on the guitar in the church as their offering for the music because the organ had been chewed through by mice. Probably one of the most iconic songs of the Christmas spirit and holiday. For sure. It's inspired. I think Bing Crosby singing Silent Night is the best-selling record of all time. The guitar that he wrote that on is still available, and you can still look at it in a museum at the parish in Austria. I'm Mark Vinette, and thanks for joining me. It's always nice to have your company. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text history that's H I S T O R Y using the code 30605.